This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, this week, the Numeracy Act is going to be debated and eventually voted on in the Alabama House. Senate Bill 171 has already passed in the Senate. The legislation would provide for math coaches in public schools K-12 through to help the teachers better develop how they present the math concepts to their students. Critics to the bill say that the state had better math scores in student performance when teachers were not aligning with Common Core standards. A-plus education partnership based here in Alabama is a group that does support the bill and is urging passage by state lawmakers. The Eagle Forum of Alabama and the Alabama Legislative Watchdogs are opposed to the bill, questioning its practicality in hiring 700 math coaches with master's degrees to help the teachers when there's already a classroom teacher shortage here in the state. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is weighing in on a budget proposal from the Biden administration for fiscal year 2023. Tuberville already asked for President Joe Biden to include a 5% increase above inflation when it comes to defense spending in this budget. Tuberville says the Biden budget now shortchanges the men and women in uniform and cuts the growth of the defense budget. Tuberville also said that the domestic side of the budget is full of gimmicks and smokescreens to hide the true cost of expanding social programs and pushing forward clean energy policies that will only contribute further to inflation and higher fuel prices. Tuberville says Americans need a budget that addresses inflation, and this one does not. A federal judge is ruling in favor of a former Mobile High School football coach. Fred Riley was forced out of his position at Davidson High School back in 2018 after he was accused of putting his football players through a hazing process. The freshman quarterback was recorded on a cell phone as the varsity squad gathered around him and threw punches in a beatdown that included an eventual broken arm. U.S. District Judge Terry Moore dismissed the case and ruled that Riley and his assistant coaches had qualified immunity. This is the requirement that government employees must be put on notice first that their conduct has violated someone's constitutional rights before a lawsuit can be launched. The judge also ruled that the plaintiffs failed to prove that the coaches acting in their official capacities had a plan or intention to injure the plaintiffs, but were only there witnessing the assault. Speaking of youth getting out of hand, Panama City authorities had to make arrests and enforce a curfew during the weekend spring break activities. Law enforcement officers say they seized 75 guns and made 161 arrests. The charges being issued range from disturbing the peace to weapons charges. Over 20 of those who were rowdy and arrested in Panama City are from Alabama. Towns like Birmingham, Bessemer, Clanton, Tuscaloosa, and Gadsden. The city of Montgomery has officially sworn in their new police chief. Daryl Albert comes to the capital city after serving on the New Orleans Police Department in the Special Operations Division. That I will faithfully... That I will faithfully and honestly and honestly discharge the duties discharge the duties of the office upon which I'm about to enter of the office in which I'm about to enter to the best of my abilities to the best of my abilities that I will support that I will support and defend and defend the Constitution of the United States of America the Constitution of the United States of America Constitution of the State of Alabama the Constitution of the State of Alabama the Charter and Ordinances of the City of Montgomery the Charter and Ordinances of the City of Montgomery so help me God so help me God congratulations sir 
Albert now becomes the 15th police chief for Montgomery, he gave a few remarks to the audience after he was sworn in. I will employ intelligence-based policing to disrupt the criminal element. That's where we're going to start. I will build stronger collaborations between the city of Montgomery, police department, state and federal agencies. That collaboration is a win for all of us. There's much more as we get into this, but I can assure you, you will see 21st century policing. That model is the best model in policing today. Here at The Daily Detail, we wish Police Chief Albert the very best in the days ahead on his new mission in Montgomery. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden is walking back his statement made in Europe against Russian President Vladimir Putin. Biden addressed what he said while at a press conference in D.C. where the reporters kept doubling down on what he meant when he went off script in his speech to say that Putin should not be in power. Do you believe what you said, that Putin can't remain in power? Or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did your words complicate matters? Number one, I'm not walking anything back. The fact of the matter is I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man, just, just brutality of it. Mr. President, thank you. When you say that you're not walking anything back, you do feel that Vladimir Putin should be remain from, removed from power? Is that what you're saying? And no, what I was, I was expressing just what I said. I was expressing the moral outrage I felt towards this man. I wasn't articulating a policy change. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, he continues on this course that he's on. He is going to become a pariah worldwide. And who knows what he come, becomes at home in terms of support. What made you add that? Because that wasn't in your prepared remarks, we were told. So what made you add that at the end, Mr. President? Because I was talking about, I was talking to, them, to the Russian people. The last part of the speech was talking to the Russian people, telling what we thought. And I was communicating this to not only the Russian people, but the whole world. Voter fraud in the 2020 election just keeps resurfacing in the news as of late as various swing states are conducting investigations of their own. Now the Crime Prevention Research Center is releasing a report on that election. John R. Lott Jr. is the president of the organization. He's a former senior advisor for research and statistics in the Department of Justice. The studies that he conducted through his group says that there is confirming evidence of voter fraud in six swing states, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Lott says the total number of excess votes from those states stands at over 255,000. He also says that analysis of the $420 million used by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg to give out to election officials further bought off the election for Joe Biden in Democrat districts. Another area of election fraud that's brought up by this report is the fact that local and state election officials ignored their own state election laws when it comes to mail-in ballots. Lott also wrote that courts have been rejecting challenging lawsuits to the 2020 presidential vote, citing that there was no evidence of the fraud, while the plaintiffs are arguing that their attempts to capture the fraud were thwarted as they were blocked or removed from the areas where the fraud occurred. The plaintiffs are asking the judge for subpoena power, to further prove their allegations. Lott says this is a catch-22 that is not leading to any reversals on the election process. The whole research, Lott says, is not about undoing the election, but stopping it 
from happening again in the future. The youngest member within Congress is Madison Cawthorn of the Congressional District 11 of the state of North Carolina. Cawthorn is only 26 years old. He was recently an interview guest on the Warrior Poet Society, where he was asked about what happens in D.C., and he pulled back the curtain in a surprising way. The sexual perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, it, being kind of a young guy in Washington, the average age is probably 60 or 70, and I look at all these people, a lot of them that I, you know, I've looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know, it, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get-together at one of our homes, you should come. And I'm like, what, what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. Uh, and then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove, you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's like, wow, this is, this is wild. And then there's also kind of the whole espionage aspect of what goes on in Washington of, you know, so many people trade in secrets and there, there's a currency to secrets. And yeah. so uh, it, it's wild. And then, you know, there's members of, the, of the, the media, the journalists, who kind of will keep nasty stories about you or about other people on a shelf. And then if you're about to kind of speak out against something they don't want you to, they'll come out and say, well, we're about to drop the story of when, you know, 17 years ago you did X, Y, and Z. And you don't want us to drop that story, do you? So we're, we're going to bully you back into this position. Cawthorn also spoke about the political blackmailing that goes on. Um, but I, I have found that there are definitely people who are calling the shots who are not in the public eye, people who are kind of pushing members of Congress around to do what they want. And this is the reason, I mean, you, you know, you got, you got John Boehner, started as a really good Speaker of the, speaker of the House and then uh, went down very quickly. And the reason is because he was in Washington so long, so many people knew his pressure points and knew his buttons. And so basically, if you get a member of Congress on a secret that they're terrified of, Let's say you caught them having an affair or you, you did something and you're, you threatened to tell their wife or something. And that's an extreme case. It's, things like that don't happen every single day. I mean, that's, but if that does happen and they have that leverage over you, once you're like, oh, yeah, okay, if you want me to vote, if you won't, won't say anything, I'll, I'll, I'll vote with you. Well, next thing you know, they'll bring it up again and again and again and again. And then one of their buddies, they might be drinking with their buddies one day. He's like, oh, you want to know how I got this passed? Well, I've got this dirt on this person. And then it gets spread around. And this is why we need term limits, because yeah. we're a fallible people. I mean, we're, we are fallen men. We're, we're, we're ruled by our flesh in a lot of ways. I genuinely believe that this world is under the principality of the, of the, the devil. Um, and that's why there's so much sin and evil in the world. And when you go put yourself in this position of great power, uh, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it, and there's a lot of pitfalls. And so the longer you spend in Washington, D.C., the more of an opportunity you have to be able to have a pressure point and a weakness. And once they get spread around to enough people, all of a sudden, nobody respects your ability to govern anymore. And then you're just working to try and keep your position, not actually help the people. Well, Twitter has yet to reveal that they have any biology degrees among the staff, but that hasn't stopped them from blocking anyone who speaks out about transgender Rachel Levin. This comes after they first locked out a satire group, the Babylon Bee, then Fox News host Tucker Carlson, all for commenting on Levin. Twitter has now targeted the senior editor at The Federalist, John Davidson. He lost his Twitter account for referring to the Assistant Secretary of Health as a man. Davidson says Big Tech will eventually silence those who dissent from their woke ideology about transgenderism. Davidson is refusing to comply with Twitter's demand that he delete the post about Levin, before they unlock his account. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure to check out This Alabama Life as host Don Keith and myself 
Talk with a former hospital administrator, Warren Calloway, who decided not to slow down in his retirement, but learn a new skill and use it for the good of others. For me, it was really uh, helpful as I started thinking about, okay, what can you do as you age and your body doesn't allow you to do some of the things that you used to do? Um, what can you do that you can afford to do? You know, you can't be too frivolous financially in retirement. You've got to be realistic. Um, and that helped me kind of structure budgets for different things that I do in my retirement. Um, and, um, you know, the health the health part of it was probably the most wise advice that I got. You know, there were things I did uh, when I was younger. Can't do them anymore. So you've got to be realistic as you age. A good friend of mine, uh, his view of retirement was playing golf every day. Now his back's gone out. So uh, there are realities of of aging that you have to take into consideration as you get older. Well, we've teased this long enough. What did you decide and when did you decide to do what you are doing? Well, what I'm doing is uh, uh, filmmaking and uh, mission work. And I've blended those together into a uh, an activity which keeps me pretty well occupied. You can find that podcast on the 1819 News website under the podcast tab. If you're enjoying the daily detail, remember you can get it directly to your phone or electronic device by simply subscribing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And while you're at it, drop me a five-star rating or send this link on to another friend you think will appreciate the report. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 